What's going on, everybody? Matt Major, Matt Major Show. Here with you on a Monday morning. I have a little case of the Mondays. I'm I'm not completely awake, so I apologize in advance. What's up, Artie? Checking in on the chat. We are live on Twitch. If you are uh, listening or watching this after the fact on YouTube or Spotify or the iTunes podcast, you should know that you can catch all this action live in real time and participate like our guys in the chat, Jack and Mo Cooking Show, and all the cool guys that hang out with us in the mornings. Check that out every day. Well, okay, so like four days a week, Monday through Thursday. We uh, have some interesting things in the works for Fridays. We will eventually be adding a Friday show. And this week also, we will have uh, a variety of guests. You know, last week I I ended up not really having a lot of guests. I had uh, some computer issues the weekend before. I was real worried. But... No. That's not Computer, true. stop. It's arguing with me. Do you hear that? What a dick. I didn't have any guests last week. And, you know, it was kind of nice. We kind of just uh, went through the news, and I was able to pontificate, and uh, it was it was a good time. But uh, we're going to be bringing some folks on. I had, uh, after after Thursday's show, after the last show last week, um... I was contacted by someone, and it was it was just spectacular. Uh, you may remember on the first week we did a story about uh, Herkimer Nine uh, in Herkimer, New York, where there there's a big economic development project. They're building a basketball stadium. It's around the history of basketball in that village, um, as well as a huge business development center and a STEM uh, research and education center. Incredible, incredible, huge development project. Uh, very few people in the media had spoken about it. We spoke about it here, and through the wonders of Google, uh, the folks behind that project were alerted and uh, listened, watched, I guess, uh, that segment. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I had a fantastic conversation with uh, one of the main local folks behind that project. It's real. It's happening. It's happening faster than, than anyone really realizes. And we're going to begin to have those folks uh, on the Matt Major Show on a regular basis to give you updates, let you know what's going on with that very real project that the media doesn't seem to want to cover. And that's cool. You know, the Human Calculator and Alice Cooper, Rockstar Supreme, uh, are behind this project. And somehow I'm the only one talking about it. I, whatever. I'll take it. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I hope you had a good weekend. I did as well. I went sledding with my kids. Um, and I honestly haven't done that in a very long time. I've taken them out, letting them play, and done whatever. But I thought, hey, let me let me try to go down on the sled. It was a good time. Enjoyable. I thought things were uh, chilling out, but looking outside, we're having a wintry day. Uh, we've got some interesting things in the news today. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of quick headlines, and then we're going to get into 
which you may have seen at the start of the show, or if you can read <laughs> on Twitch, uh, our man Ted Cruz, Jackass Supreme, everybody's Supreme today, I guess that's my new favorite word, uh, he's all over everywhere, and the jokes are just, they're nonstop. And honestly, that guy deserves more than jokes, but we'll get into some of that. Um, we've got all kinds of news, actually, from Texas around those stories. Uh, we've also got all kinds of other news. I don't know. Let's get into it. So right off the bat, real quick story that just came out right before I went on the air. Uh, Axios is reporting Biden is going to temporarily target PPP loans to small businesses. What this means is, um, let me blow this up for you here if I can. Uh, basically, what this means is typically this this PPP PPP uh, COVID loan situation um, has been dominated by some real big companies, some that probably shouldn't have gotten it, some that might legitimately need it, but. As usual, the big boys are the first in line. Um, the Biden administration is trying to make sure that smaller companies get this, uh, and that is under 20 employees. So starting Wednesday, a two-week window will open where only under 20 employee businesses will be able to apply. So the bigger companies will be shut out for two weeks. Um, they're also changing some eligibility requirements. Concerning applicants with felony records, outstanding student loans, and uncertain citizenship status. Now, if you're somebody that says, oh my God, the horror, why would they do that? Why would they, why would they give money to people with questionable status or prior felonies? Again, PPP is Paycheck Protection Program. It's for companies that have employees and they get this money so they can keep the employees. So I would agree that the particular business owner's status, not the biggest concern today. Um, I don't have this story pulled up, but Jack mentions uh, in the chat, and I did see this story, the Muppet Show has been deemed offensive to kids by Disney. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have it to pull up. Maybe I'll pull it up tomorrow. But I saw it, and what it is, spoiler alert, is they haven't banned it. They offer it on their streaming service, Disney+, Plus, but they put up a warning. And I'll be honest, if if we can mitigate, you know, the excessive canceling of things by just putting warnings, like, I'm cool with that. All right? Like, that, I think, is the best of both worlds. Like, warning, you might be upset about these puppets, I don't even know why, but whatever. Just warning. Oh, okay. I'll skip it then. Or, cool, I'm going to fast forward that, like the FBI warning on a videotape. Remember that shit? That's cool. I'd be down with that. We'll just disclaim the fuck out of everything. Everything will start with a disclaimer. My show used to start with a disclaimer. It doesn't anymore. I probably should. Uh... Speaking of disclaimers, I should disclaim that I own the merch dot link. 
And you should go to the merch.link and get some Matt Mancia Show merch or some 315 Live merch or some just general funny and or fashionable clothing. And the reason you should do this is not because it's my business, but more importantly right now, uh, the proceeds from the sales of anything on the site go to buying food for frontline health care workers. And we're going to be making our, our first distribution. I've, I've put it off a couple of times because I want to rack up a little bit more money. But I think probably this is going to be the last week before we make our first purchase and gift. And I'm pretty excited about that. We're going to be, again, buying some food from local uh, catering business, Smoke Incorporated Barbecue. They're going to be the uh, first restaurant that helps us feed these people. And I can't think of a better place because... The food from there is just out of this world. There are also, uh, just so you know, you don't have to buy my shit to contribute to that effort. If you go to the merch.link uh, and you click on our cause, you'll see that you can just donate a couple of bucks to go straight towards the food effort. You don't have to buy any of my stuff uh, if you want to just help us. Or help uh, the local restaurant industry and nurses. Um, let's get my. Uh, I got graphics, and I never use my graphics. And I, I just, I really should. Uh, what's Joe got going on? Got to sell stuff, man. You fat ass, Joe. Listen, uh, I, I don't, I don't think you're a very big guy, to be completely honest with you. But most of the stuff at the merch link goes to four or five x. Seriously. Uh, big folks are, are kept in mind. Uh, another quick little news story we got for you here. Susan Collins. I almost fucking hate Susan Collins stories because they're meaningless and worthless. And she gets coverage for saying things and then she doesn't vote the way she's going to say or it doesn't fucking matter anyway. But for some reason, uh, she's in the like top five of senators that we always have to talk about exactly what the fuck they're going to do. The other 45 you may never even hear of. For some reason, we're obsessed with Susan Collins. But, and again, I'm not even sure that it would make a difference, but Susan Collins is not going to vote for Neera Tandon. Good job. Neera Tandon is absolutely... A horrible individual who should have no place in federal office. Uh, so I'm with Susan Collins here. Um, unfortunately, I think she might be in the minority. Now, Democrat Joe Manchin has said the same thing, that he's not going to vote for her. That might kill it. That might uh, end the majority they need. But, of course, Susan Collins makes the headlines. I Again, I don't really understand um there was a particular quote in here this is this is a quote from Susan Collins and I got to say that I can't disagree Neera Tandon has neither the experience nor the temperament to lead this critical agency her past actions have demonstrated exactly the kind of animosity that president biden has pledged to transcend which is true Neera Tandon is somebody who trolls 
on Twitter more than I do. And she's a public official or, or is trying to be a public official. And, you know, she's attacked Bernie Sanders I don't know how many times. By the way, shout out to Bernie. I got my Bernie mug. Uh, if we remember one year ago today, maybe with joy, maybe with sadness. One year ago today is when Bernie started winning primaries. And the neoliberals decided we can't have that because the one thing that scared them more than a President Trump was a President Bernie Sanders. So they... They quick nipped that right in the bud. But shout out to my man, Bernie. And fuck people like Neera Tandon, who've done nothing but shit on him the whole time. I hope she goes down. Uh, I don't know if she will, to be completely honest with you, unfortunately. And the other fear is, if she doesn't make it, you know, what comes next? I think a lot of people fear that it can be worse. <laughs> Even though... I don't know. Uh, let's talk about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz! Ted Cruz! Ted Cruz! We even got... You know what? I'm going to get the fucking graphics on the right way this time. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know why I keep saying that. So, the best way to start off this Ted Cruz adventure is with exactly what I've got in the in the graphic there. Let's take a look at a little weekend update from SNL. Because you know what? Sometimes comedy does it better than anything else. I'm Michael Che. I'm Colin Jost. Well, if you hate Ted Cruz, this is a pretty fun week. <laughs> And if you like Ted Cruz, then you're Ted Cruz. Seriously, no one likes Ted Cruz. His friends don't like Ted Cruz. His his colleagues have come out and said how much they hate Ted Cruz. That's that's a fact. And that was before any of this nonsense. Senator Cruz, whose face is slowly being reclaimed by nature, said that his decision to go on a family vacation to Cancun during Texas's weather emergency was obviously a mistake. Obviously. It was obviously a, a mistake to not go private or wear a disguise. Because we all know that had he not been photographed by the public in the airport, which any idiot should have known would have happened, but had he not been seen, he wouldn't have been saying it was a mistake. He wouldn't have gotten to Cancun and gone, Oh, shucks, you're right. I should turn around and come right back, as he did. No, he only did that. Because people said, hey, asshole, hell is frozen over, a.k.a. your state, and you're taking off? Anyway. As was the tattoo he got there. <laughs> the joke's just right Cruz themselves. Cruz initially released a statement saying he only went on vacation because his daughters made him go. And if you think it was bad to throw his daughters under the bus, Cruz would like you to know that that statement was his wife's idea. <laughs> also, I just love that after he abandoned... It's it's great. They're just nonstop. And I only I, I I looked at a lot of other bits and a lot of other Ted Cruz jokes and, and I'm not even giving them to you, but just go to YouTube and type in Ted Cruz and you will see a string of talk show hosts and A list comedians making just phenomenal Ted Cruz jokes. And I'm totally here for it. 
Texas, he came back in a Texas flag mask like nothing happened. That's like Jared and Ivanka walking down Fifth Avenue in I Love New York shirts. <laughs> Cruz would have returned from Mexico. It's, it's just, it's too good. Uh, you know, the hypocrisy of these people, that's, that's, that's the real adventure, right? Like... They run their mouth. They will criticize every other state. But when the shit hits the fan in their own state, they run. They literally flee. Um, you might have seen this. This was from um, the end of the week, but from TMZ. Uh, on top of fleeing, they left their, their dog in the house. They didn't have any heat. There's the little pup there. Snowflake, apparently. Their dog is really called Snowflake? Come on. Really? It really says Snowflake. That's that's just so ironic on so many levels. Also, they got these text messages. Because you got to remember, Ted Cruz's first excuse when he came back was, we had this planned vacation already booked, and my daughters had their hearts set on it. And we couldn't disappoint my daughters, so for my daughters, we had to go on this vacation that we already had planned long before the crisis. Well, then the text messages come out, and it turns out Ted's wife was texting all her girlfriends in the chat group and saying, hey, uh, it's shitty here. Uh, we can get cheap flights. Let's go right now. It wasn't a planned standing trip. It was a last-minute get-out-of-dodge. And, uh, and then... Ted Cruz, again, uh, went on to make other mistakes. Here he is. It, it certainly was not my intention for that to be understood as, as critics have tried to paint it as, as somehow diminishing uh, the, 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 the suffering and hardship other Texans had experienced. Uh, look, Texans want this problem. I gotta, you got to give this guy credit. And the reason this guy is successful is he does bullshit better than anybody I've ever seen do bullshit, right? He can spin and double talk and twist anything, man, and and come off somewhat slick. He can say the most ridiculous shit ever. But he makes it sound, you know, oh, okay. Problem solved. I want this problem solved. I want the power on. We've, we've got... Most of the, the homes that had lost power have gotten power back. That's a good first step. We still have... We want the power on, but, you know, they did have power in Cancun, so... Have, uh, water supply is still questionable in a lot of places, and that's frustrating. Having boil notices, that's frustrating, too. It's almost like going to Mexico and drinking the water, right? We, we need to... The first thing we need to do is correct the immediate problem. And then the second thing... I feel like their senator is one of Texas's most immediate problems. Honestly, Ted Cruz is one of America's most immediate problems. I mean, he did support the insurrection, the attack on our nation. Don't let, don't let anybody forget that. The thing we need to do is engage in the longer-term examination. As I said, that the, the operation and regulation of that is at, at the state level and not the federal level, but I think those questions, Texans want answers, and, and I'm glad the governor is calling for the legislature to investigate that because I think that that is an investigation that needs to happen. Last question. A lot of people are calling for the governor to 
So I don't know how well you can hear that, but it, basically the reporter off mic is, is saying, uh, you were tone deaf and did you come back just because you got caught? And you can already start to see, I caught the pause right at the right point where he, he starts to half snicker. Oh, you peasant. How dare you question me? Let's see what his bullshit answer is. So the question from the video on the cell phone was was whether the decision... Look at that. He was even nice enough to repeat the question. See what I'm telling you about? He's a professional. He he can take a giant pile of shit and deliver it on the silverest platter. I don't know if that's really a term, but it is today. Oh, what just happened? God damn it. Oh, there we go. Uh, to go was tone deaf. Look, it, it, it was obviously a mistake. And in hindsight, I, did, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad. And, and all of us have made decisions. Before we get into the bullshit, I do want to point out. The fact that he's even saying it was any sort of mistake is such a departure from the standard mindset. It tells you how bad this really is or how much it's resonating with not his haters but his supporters never did these motherfuckers say I fucked up in the least bit ever so the fact that he's even now he's going to go into a, a, a bullshit explanation and again this is from a few days ago he's since changed his tune a little bit after those text messages came out that I showed you earlier but he starts out saying that it was a mistake, and that's epic on its own. When you've got two girls who have been cold for two, two days and haven't had heater power, and they're saying, hey, look, we don't have school. Why don't we go? Let's get out of here. I, I think there are a lot of parents that'd be like, all right, let me, if I can do this, great. That's what I wanted to do. So that's all kind of personal. That's all kind of reasonable, right? It's shitty out. School's closed. You're freezing. If you got somewhere warm to go, you know, pack in the car and, and, and go there. Or, or fly there. But here's the thing. You're a senator. This is like, what, what's that old Navy saying? You know, the captain abandons his ship before anybody else. I don't think that's how it goes. Send your girls. You're not somebody that has to be stuck to them. You're used to them. You work in Washington a lot of the time. Your wife and your daughters can handle themselves. Throw them on the plane. Get them out of town. I would have no problem with that. That's fine if you have the resources. It sucks that not everybody has the resources to do that, but at the end of the day, that's one thing. But him to go... <laughs> The guy that's supposed to show the leadership. You're just a dick. And you're only sorry because you got caught. Um, as I said, really, from the moment I sat on the plane, I, I, I began really second-guessing that decision. And... <laughs> that's the most telling comment ever. Because what he means by that is, the moment I sat down and realized how many camera phones were pointing at me, 
I knew I fucked up. I fucked up bad. Saying, look, I, I know why we're doing this, but but I've also got responsibilities, and and, and it had been my intention uh, to be able to to work remotely. To of course, uh, I was gonna work from the beach, guys. My tie in my hand. Be on the phone, to be on internet, to be on Zoom, to be engaged. But I needed to be here, and and and. That Everybody else on Zoom has the fake tropical beach background. Ted Cruz is like, no, guys, it's just it's a green screen. I'm not actually on the beach. Fucking dick. That's why I came back, and then as it became a bigger and bigger firestorm, uh, it became all the more compelling uh, that I needed to come back because... Who shit. They mad. Our priority should be fixing this problem and making sure it doesn't happen again. Well, you know that now, huh? Interesting how you've come to that conclusion at this point. Raphael. Fucking hack. Uh, speaking of, of which, I want to just show you this real brilliant fucking tweet. Uh, New York's congresswoman, I mean, we have a bunch of them, but one of them happens to be my favorite, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, and this was dated... This, this uh, tweet here was a couple of days ago. She's now raised $5 million for the people of Texas. $5 million. The New York Progressive Socialist has raised for the people of Texas. While their senator, a guy that they love, let's keep in mind, Ted Cruz is a fucking superstar in Texas. Well, he went to go sit on a beach somewhere. This evil bartender happened to raise $5 million for the people of Texas during their crisis. And then this dickbag, Alan West, uh, you may remember him from the past. Uh, he's a big uh, conservative superhero because he's an African-American who, who takes their side. Uh, he's the head of the Republican Party in Texas. And he puts out this tweet, and it's it's fine. These assholes can't... You can't just say thanks. You know, like, just once in your life, don't be a dickbag. And just say thanks. Nah, can't do that. We gotta make sure that we demonize these people who are trying to fucking help. Right? I hear that the New York Progressive Socialist Representative, AOC, is coming to Houston. Two million for weather relief. Again, now it's five million. The gesture is appreciated, but doesn't remove the fact that her Green New Deal philosophy failed Texans. What in the fuck are you talking about? Now, we touched on this at the end of last week, where, where they're trying to spin this as the Green New Deal and all the renewable energy and all the horrors of this shit that progressives want. They don't have that in Texas. It's the most ridiculous fucking argument ever to blame progressive policies for what's happening in fucking Texas, of all places, of all places. 
It's the most ridiculous projection spin bullshit I've seen in a long time, and that's saying something. But forget the fact that the Green New Deal isn't in place anywhere in the United States. Forget the fact that it sure as fuck is not happening in Texas. I kind of love this tweet. And here's why I love this tweet. Progressive socialist is bringing you millions of dollars. Do you understand what this man's telling his constituents in the state of Texas? Progressive socialist helping you. Beat that drum, sir. Continue to call her a progressive socialist every time you talk about what she's doing for you. Please show them the horrors of progressives and the horrors of socialism by highlighting when they help you. Please do that, Alan West. Please, oh please, continue to do that every day, forever. Because that just, it can't get any better than that. That is selling the message for us. Thank you, Alan West. You fucking idiot. Finally, the last part of this Texas story, and then we're going to get into some some craziness happening in Facebook. There's a story in the New York Times. There's a story fucking everywhere, if we're being honest. Uh, this is the latest thing to come out of this storm in Texas because, of course, the electric company is totally deregulated and can do whatever the fuck they want. In the height of the crisis, they jacked up the price of electricity because it's allowed for them to do. And they said, you know, uh, we're sorry half the state is black, blacked out from the power failure. Those of you that do have power, we're going to, like, 10, 15 times your rate. Basically, we're going to make sure that you pay. We don't make any losses. The few people that have power are going to pay the bills for the entire state. So we as a company, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. And what this means is people are getting bills for tens of thousands of dollars. And while your first thought might be, well, fuck them, I'm not paying that. A lot of these folks are on auto pay. A lot of these folks have been set up by the power company because their bill is almost identical every month. It's a lot easier. Just take your payment. That was when the payment was like 300 bucks. This month it's 16000 And they auto-withdraw that from your account. Imagine that. Uh, the New York Times talks to uh, this gentleman, Scott Willoughby, 63-year-old Army vet, lives on Social Security payments outside of Dallas. He said uh, he had nearly emptied his savings account so that he would able, be able to pay the $16,752 electric bill that they charged to his credit card. 70 times what he normally pays for all his utilities combined. There's nothing I can do about it, he says, but it's broken me. This is what radical libertarian deregulation brings you, my friends. 
literally in the middle of a crisis, they were allowed to boost a bill, not, not even double it, 70 times, $16,000. Can you imagine if just having your lights in your refrigerator and a heater running in your home cost you $16,000? There are senior citizens like this gentleman on a fixed income that don't make more than $25,000 in an entire year. It's incredible. We got a little video. Texans who have suffered through days of freezing cold without power should not be subjected to skyrocketing energy bills due to, an, to, due to a spike in the energy market. Imagine that. There's some common sense. Too bad nobody thought about that before, huh, Gov? Uh, this is Governor Abbott of Texas, a Republican. Which, side note, I don't have the tweet handy for you, but um, Donald Trump Jr. was tweeting about how come nobody's talking about the failure of the Democrat government, uh, governor, rather, in Texas. Fucking idiots. But it's nice for you to call for something now after the fact, after these people have gotten screwed. So I, could, I held an emergency meeting yesterday with legislative leaders to begin the legislative process to shield Texas families from unreasonable bills. This is something that's being fast-tracked. That This is how insane it is. Because most states have some sort of law that applies to this, price gouging laws, things like that. And you don't need to write new laws. You don't need the legislature. You need the state attorney general. This is normally a job the attorney general goes after because that conduct would already be illegal. But in fucking Texas... Protecting the consumer, protecting the citizen, that has never been their top priority. Legislators are working on as we speak. So only now, after they've been fucked, do they go, oh, hey, wait a minute. We might need a little of that old regulation. At this moment in time right now, we will have meetings this week to get to the bottom of this, but also to provide uh, relief and support to our fellow Texans. One thing that we had during that meeting, it, it was very productive in the sense that it was a bipartisan meeting, uh, and Senator Royce West in particular pointed. It was productive because it was bipartisan. we got to get over this bullshit. This, they're, they're beating this bipartisan. Everybody is. This is their, their buzzword. And it doesn't mean what you think it means. We need to put... Partisan issues aside, work collaboratively together to deliver solutions for our fellow Texans. Along those lines... we got to put partisan issues aside. Compare that to the tweet that I just showed you from the head of the Republican Party in Texas. Who couldn't even just say thank you to a New York representative who's helping them. Got to put party issues aside. Yeah, you let me know when that starts there, Greg. And... As we are speaking, there's a meeting being held by the Texas Public Utilities Commission uh, announcing this relief. The Texas Public Utilities Commission called an emergency meeting today to issue a moratorium on customer disconnections for non-payment. They are also going to restrict electric providers from sending customer invoices at this time. And this pause will give them time... So, 
you can't show somebody off, and you can't send them their bill. You can still rack up charges, though, you'll know. But you just can't send them the bill for a while. So when they do get the bill, it's going to be like three months worth in one shot, due in three weeks? Is that what you're telling me, Greg? ...to address the electric and power billing challenges that Texans are seeing. I mean, there's a really good way to address the challenges. You tell the power company, you're not going to be a fucking power company unless you adjust everybody's bill. That's pretty simple. It's not really like rocket science. What do I know? I don't know a whole lot. I'll be honest. I do know that there's some weird shit going on in the world of media and Facebook. And it's not just Facebook, but Facebook leads the charge as one of the biggest and one of the ones who has some of the most uh, drastic reactions to try to fight against the things that it doesn't like. And this is not an American-only thing. This story is out of Australia, but it has global implications. Um, let's hear about it from CNN. Story two, Facebook has blocked users in Australia from seeing and sharing news. This follows a fight with the Australian government, which wants tech giants to pay for the news on their platforms. Brian Stelter. All right, so we're going to hear a little bit more about what they're talking about. But in a nutshell... This is led by uh, some Murdoch folks, of course, who now want Facebook to pay them to have the news stories on Facebook. This is very confusing to me. Because Facebook and social media is one of the things that has kept traditional media afloat. You drive exponentially more traffic from Facebook to your news site than almost any other place. It is your top referrer. It is your best salesman. And you're not giving away the news on Facebook. It's a link to your fucking site. You're advertising your business. You're getting people in your door. That's what Facebook is doing for you. They're not taking the text of your article and sharing it so that nobody clicks on you, so that nobody goes to your site, so you can't generate advertising revenue. That's not how it works. They're sending you business more than anyone else. And of course, of course, greedy fucks would go, oh, yeah, you got to pay me for that. What? Like, what? What? It's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. But let's hear some more about it. Uh, joins us now, Brian Wowzers. Wowzers. Like say about this story for so many reasons. What do you make of it? And then we'll dig into more of the details. Regulators around the world are watching this. So Brian's a good guy. I was on CNN with Brian. Uh, he's their top media guy. And honestly, he's been getting more play than anybody lately because everything's about the media. 
are news publishers, so are lawmakers. All eyes are on Australia right now because of this uh, proposed new media bargaining code that is supposed to help pay publishers for the content that is shared all across big tech platforms. This is about Facebook and Google. It's fucking absurd. And so far, Facebook and Google have taken very different reactions to this proposed legislation. Facebook has basically blocked off Australia so that news sites cannot share links from Australia and anywhere in the world if you want to share a link to the Australian Broadcast Network, uh, to any of the other Australian outlets. You can't do it on Facebook anymore. It's an amazing, drastic action from Facebook. It shows how much power they have. Google, on the other hand, is cutting... How much power they have to control their own platform. Just perspective. ...deals with these news publishers, trying to stop this legislation from spreading all around the world. So two different reactions from two big, from two giant players to this real significant push that's been going on for a decade, Julia, by Rupert Murdoch and, and other major publishers saying, you need to pay us for at least a little bit for the damage you've done to our business. The damage you've done. It's literally why you're still in business in, in many, in, in the, in the cases of these newspapers anyway. You know, I, I think of the, the local newspaper, and there is still a printed edition on Sunday, I think. But, you know, 95% of their business today is from their website. And the majority of the traffic that goes to their website comes from fucking Facebook. So the idea that Facebook should pay you for the privilege of promoting your business is so absurd that of course it came it had to be come up with from a, a billionaire like a Rupert Murdoch or the ilk. Now Google, if you heard that right, Google's approach to this is to just pay him off. They're like, listen, uh, we're just going to give you a little bit to go away and hope this doesn't become a bigger thing. To me, I'd worry that that's the catalyst that would allow it to become a bigger thing but who knows uh facebook is taking the just go fuck yourself approach we're shutting you straight down yeah, it's quite fascinating because Facebook's argument here, and I've read their full statement, is, look, we're very different from Google because you know, people right. share news on Google. You can search for a news article. It's there. You get no choice. And perhaps, therefore, Google has to compensate these news producers, these publishers for news. But in Facebook's case... It's absurd. Don't use these services. I mean, if these services are genuinely hurting your business then don't use them. Or are you upset with them because they've democratized content and they've allowed idiots like me to distribute my content? Now, of course, I still don't top you guys because I don't have the, the draw, but a lot of people do. A lot of independent people because they make good content and it catches on. And people are hungry for that. So now you you want to be compensated, even though this has helped save your business, helped boost your business, has become a major source of revenue because of the fact that the little guy gets a leg up too? That's what's hurt you. 
and that's what you want to be paid for. Get fucked. They say, look, the business gain from news is minimal. News makes up less than 4% of the content that people see in their news feeds. And they say, look, actually, believe, these news publishers maybe. come to us to promote their news yes. and then they get more subscriptions. So they sort of utilize the Facebook platform. I mean, there are so many ethical questions to be asked here about what Facebook yeah, is doing, Brian. You know, they can't turn the tap off on fake news and uh, make disjudgments over the news that's there, but they can literally turn the tap She's off right. in a country. This is as fundamental as the building blocks of the World Wide Web. The idea that on the internet you can link the link is everything on the World Wide Web. That's what Tim Berners-Lee uh, invented. And Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the World Wide Web, he is concerned about this proposal in Australia because he's worried about how it'll spread out, could spread around the world, and cause lawmakers uh, in Europe and North America and elsewhere to try to change the business model for these companies. Here's part of what Facebook's Campbell Brown, a former CNN anchor, said in a blog post. I, it's so incredible that, that people are going to come at it from this angle. And it shouldn't be surprising, right? Because this is the this is the ultimate capitalist situation. We got to go after you, no matter what. Oh, you're helping our business. You're not helping enough. Pay the vig. Yesterday, she said, "Look, contrary to what some have suggested, Facebook does not steal news content. Publishers <laughs> choose Seriously. to share their stories on Facebook." She says what the proposed law introduced in Australia fails to recognize is the fundamental nature of the relationship between our platform and publishers. And, and right. look, she is right on the facts there. that It's all about a choice. You, you have a choice to share on Facebook or not. But what Rupert Murdoch and other publishers have been saying for many years is that Google and Facebook came in and, and, and ripped the business model right from out from under them. And that Facebook... And made it fucking better. Google are selling ads... Uh, you know, around their content while directing you to news content. It, and you it, can also... Uh, yeah, it's, it's an attempt by Murdoch to rebalance everything in the news business. And if it works in Australia, it will happen around the world. It's such a great point. And you can argue that we're not... They're not stealing content here, but you could argue, too, that they are perhaps stealing the money that flows as a result of that content, whether they choose it or chose it or not, because eyeballs bring in advertisers. The numbers in Australia yes. are shocking. 75% of people in Australia get their news from social media. It was a study by Oxford University. Mm. 81 cents in every dollar of advertising money spent on Google and Facebook. They are mm. omnipotent. Brian, we spoke to Microsoft. Yes. That's exactly. That's where everybody's getting their news. So if you're going to say this disrupted your business model, it's for the good. The shit you were doing before, everyone has abandoned, clearly. But now you want to be paid, and you know. What are you going to do? Soft, another player in this market. They've got Bing, the search function, too. Don't forget Microsoft. They have some other search engine that six people use. So they had a vested interest in saying, hey, we'll play ball with Australia. We think yeah. paying these publishers is a good idea. But listen to what he had to Fucking say idiots. about the bigger issue here. You cannot have a healthy democracy without healthy journalism. And we all depend on having a healthy democracy. That means we all depend on having healthy journalism. And so we saw this Australian proposal as an opportunity to step in and stand up for what we think is not just good business for Microsoft, but...
Here's the thing. Even if you think people should be paid, they're not going to pay everybody. They're not going to pay these independent creators. And then the independent creators are, are going to get all up in arms and, and Facebook will say, all right, oh, well, shit, well, all right, well, we got to pay you too. But now that we're paying you, we can call even more of the shots. So we're going to pick and choose and we're going to tailor just like a TV network, just like a Sinclair news station. We're now going to tailor all of Facebook to the outlets and the, the content providers that we like. And that's it. And other people won't even be allowed. Because we don't want to pay them. It's, it's a scary shit show. It's what it is. Really a good cause for Australia and the world. Brian, and this goes back to your point. This is not just about Australia. This is fundamental to the functioning of democracies and where our media goes from here and the sources of our media. Yeah, and how to finance news. Right, yeah. how to finance news, how to pay the bill for news gathering all around the world. But there are some folks that say there's big flaws with the Australian proposal. How to finance news. These companies have made all kinds of money on online advertising. How much more do you need? I, I, I don't know. You know, news used to be a loss leader. This whole idea, you know, CNN is, it's, it's a little bit ironic because a 24-hour news network never used to be a thing. You never used to have to do that for news. News was the loss leader. That's why you had the local news and you had the network news. It was a half hour. You know, you got a half hour of local, you got a half hour of, of uh, national news from the network. Those programs never made the station or the network money. They weren't supposed to. They were just supposed to be the piece that brought you to this station. Because you need news. You want to know what's going on in the world. And it wasn't supposed to make a big profit. It was just supposed to be the thing that brought you to the station. So you would stick on that station and watch the programming and the advertising that they offered other than news. The profitable stuff. This this whole idea that news is supposed to make lots of money is a problem in and of itself. And the thing is, there's lots of independent killer journalism. One-man operations. One-woman operations. Out there, digging in, finding stories, reporting on them on their blog or as a correspondent for an outlet. They don't need to make millions. They need enough clicks to pay their bills. Which isn't all that hard to get if you're providing real value and real news and real information that people want to hear. But this also goes back to, you know, what I've said many times and what everybody says. You know, if you're a business guy, you listen to Gary Vee, he talks repeatedly about how to deal with changes in platforms, platforms being shut down, platforms not working like they used to, algorithm changes. You were once on top, now you're not anymore. I'm devastated. Well, you shouldn't be devastated. You should be laying the groundwork for alternatives. You should be using these things, just like these news outlets are, as much as you can, while you can. But you got to drive them to your own platform.
which ironically, again, is what the news outlets are already doing and they're bitching. But a platform you control is the place to be. Facebook is not always going to dominate. It may be around for a long time, but other things that we haven't even heard of will come and take its place. And in many cases, only temporarily. And we'll use those platforms and we'll figure them out and we'll adapt. And they'll shut down and we'll move on to the next one. This is the way, this is life in the age of technology, my friends. This is, this is the rest of our existence. We need to learn how to adapt and not put all our eggs in one basket. Especially when big forces like this. And when you think about it, the best way to democratize things is to have exactly what I was just saying. Exactly the type of system of constantly evolving new platforms coming and going. If we prevent companies from becoming as big as Facebook and as powerful, as you heard them say earlier, as Facebook, we can remain independently in control. The small voices will still rise to the top just because they are providing the best content, not because they're paying the most. You know, we've put all this power into this one platform, and look what we've done. We've created a monster. If we start distributing, if we start understanding that your real home base should be your website. I know I'm old school. I started out writing HTML in 1998. You know, when it was, all you had was your own website. There were none of these public platforms. I'm not saying we got to go back to that, but that should be the home base. You should have your own site that you pay money for, that you have uh, clear-cut legal terms in terms of guaranteed access, guaranteed quality of service, those types of things, and nobody can fuck with you. And if you build those platforms and for years use these other ones and, and drive everybody to my website, this is my home base, 315live.fm. Go there and find me. Regardless of what these platforms do, you build that following and they know where to get you as you. It's only going to benefit. I don't know. Wild times, my friends. Wild times. It looks like we are uh, at the end of our program. This has been a, a great Monday back, even though I was kind of out of it when we started. I got the coffee in me. I got the, uh, the help of Bernie. And uh, we're going to do all right. We got great things going on the rest of this week. Please like, follow, subscribe on YouTube podcast on iTunes. All of that helps. Uh, and if you could subscribe right here on Twitch, that would be just the best thing ever. You can subscribe with your Amazon Prime subscription for free. You can give me Bezos' money. doesn't cost you a thing. You do have to do that every month. Uh, manually renew it. But uh, that would be awesome. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate every single one of you 
All you guys in the chat, you guys are the best. Already Joe, Jack. We will have Jack from the Jack and Mo Cooking Show on here pretty soon. He's got some cool things and some tasty recipes that I'm excited to uh, share with you. And it's going to be fun. This has been the Matt Major Show. We'll see you tomorrow, guys.